Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome episode of You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. This is episode, uh, season three, episode 20, Rise Up and Wake Up to they open doors to the enemy. We're going to elaborate on that. What, what we mean by that is how do we open doors to the enemy and why do we do it? We're going to talk about four topics on this very discussion. One being signs to open doors, the cause of open doors. Admit, open your eyes to the problem that you've reason to open the door in the first place. And four, finally, the remedy. And a song we're going to play for you this week is uh, Never Too Far Gone by Jordan Fleece. I think that kind of lines up what we're talking about here today. Is all the ways we open the doors to the end and how we exactly close them and whose help we need to close them. I'm going to start off today with Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord Good morning, everyone. Yes, we're so glad to bring this to you. And this is an important topic, so please listen all the way through because this will help you out tremendously. One of the ways that Satan defeats us is by blinding us to the truth. Or, you know, we want to stay. We, we get rebellious and we want to stay in the ways that we're doing. and We don't want to hear anything. But that's not very helpful to you. And so this topic is very important. And please just listen all the way through. That verse that Donnie quoted, okay, first of all, if you don't receive Jesus as Lord of your life, meaning you surrender all, you turn completely, and you're not going to live the lifestyle you work, because what's the point of giving your life to the Lord if you're not going to change your ways? It's kind of defeating yourself. And you have to turn. That's what means born again. You're, in, you're surrendering all. And so that's the first death. That's the spiritual death. But people, when you continue to live in sin, that's another way. You're, you're spiritually dead. You're not, your eyes are not open. And the enemy wants to keep you blinded. And there are certain ways that we open doors or by causes of others, the doors get open. And so I've done a lot of studying on this. And one book that I got a lot of information from this on is a book by uh, Dr. Henry Malone. And you can buy it for minimal dollars or even download it for even cheaper from Amazon. It's, it's called Shadow Boxing by Dr. Henry Malone. And it's based on the 2514 principle. And we'll go into that later. So in your life, how do you know that you've opened a door to the enemy? Maybe things are going okay, and then all of a sudden, all hell has broken loose in your life. Trials are coming at you, and nothing seems to be going right. Trials happen because sometimes God is allowing them. Sometimes we bring them on themselves, and sometimes it's from other people. Sometimes it's due to sin that we've committed, and that opens doors to the enemy. Sometimes it's because a door was opened, right? because of sin and disobedience. Um, 
look at Saul. He was the first king of Israel. And he had the throne ripped from him because of his pride, his willful pride and disobedience. Judas was full of greed. He was a disciple. He walked with the Lord. Oh, my goodness. But yet, when Mary Magdalene him to wash the feet of our Lord and put perfume on it, he was more concerned about the amount of money that he could get from that bottle of perfume than the act of worship she was doing. So, what ways, what's going on in your life, the things that continue to happen, and, 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 and there's, you're, you're noticing the same type of things, the same type of results, maybe different situations, but they're continuing over and over again. And you seem to be in a cycle, like a merry-go-round. Are you noticing that? Are you noticing it? There's many different ways that we have opened <clears throat> doors, and we're going to discuss the ways that we've opened doors. We're going to discuss open doors to the enemy and the signs that you open them, and what are you going to do to shut them? Number one, signs to open doors. What are the signs that you open door to the enemy? How did the door open? First, we have to look at the signs you have opened the door. Man, I'm saying that a lot. These are the signs from the book of Galatians that are exact opposite of what we have, what we have through the Holy Spirit. One, anxiety, no peace. Two, depression, no joy. Three, impatience, obviously no patience. Four, being rude, no kindness or love. Five, no self-control. You give way to addiction that you cannot control your emotions. And six, anger easily, no gentleness. All those are ways that the enemy gets in that you open the door. And it's very simple for us to open those doors because we honestly... We start getting worried or we start getting depressed because uh, nothing's going our way or many, many, many different other things. And that's where God comes in. He uses power to shut those doors. Yes. So have you noticed that once you had peace, but now you're just, you're not, you're full of, you're full of anxiety. You're full of constant doubt, fear, and worry. Um you're 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 depressed a lot. You're getting stressed out a lot when you used to just trust the Lord. Um, and if these things are continuing, then there's a sign. There's a door open. Either something was done to you and you gave into it and you lived and you believed it, or you did something. And it's okay because we all do those things. We're all human. God says we all fall short of the glory of God. So this is a life filled with evil. And we're not always going to be perfect. We're human. But as a child of God, that's where we're different because we have the Holy Spirit to help us out. So it's okay when somebody points out, hey, you know, maybe check yourself, examine your faith, because that's actually a blessing. That's actually helping you to see where the enemy is hindering you and where you've opened the door to let him come in and reach all heaven and all hell in your life. Don't you want that to stop? So when I'm doing something wrong, when I gave into fear, when I've given into my own self-will over what God wants me to do, I want Donnie to say, hey, and set me straight. Because I'm just defeating myself when I do that. You want to stop living in defeat. All those signs were given to you from Galatians chapter 5, and I'm going to read them. If you want to read along, Galatians 5 verses 16 through 25. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh fleshly lusts against the spirit, 
and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so you do not do the things that you wish. But if you were led by the spirit, you were not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the revelry, revelry, excuse me, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice us things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, or envying one another. And 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It is, does not seek its own. It is not provoked. Thinks no evil not rejoices in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So what doors have you opened? Have you noticed changes in your life and changes in your attitude that is different from the way you once were when you first started following Christ? That's a very good question. See, if we as humans are so flawed, it's unreal. But one verse sticks out to me above all others, and it's a, such an easy verse to live by, but we don't do it because we're human. For, for we walk by faith and not by sight. It's not that difficult. When we follow God, he will, uh, he will open the doors that he wants to do our salvation. And all we have to do is walk by his teachings, which his teachings are most more difficult because we're flesh. We always give in to flesh. So let's look at topic number two, the cause of the open doors. One of which is entering into the spirit realm of darkness through the occult, psychics, witchcraft, and mystical powers. Which, honestly, I don't get any of these. reason is, one, nobody walks around uh, uh, town just putting the things and things that miraculously happen with witchcraft or mystical powers saying, oh, like the old movie, uh, the, the old TV show Charmed, when those girls just pointed the things and things happened. None of us have magical powers. None of us in the world do. It doesn't exist. So why in the world would we try to uh, do witchcraft, thinking we're going to get magical powers? Give me a break. Live in reality, people. Witchcraft is fake. It doesn't work. It's not real. The only person who has powers in this world is God. Pure and simple. We don't, we're not going to be nowhere near like him. We're supposed to follow him, but none of us are going to inherit magical powers. Yes. And so, what are the causes of some of the open doors? What are some of the ways that we have open doors? And we're going to eventually get to the 2514 principle in this um, 
in this episode, so just bear with us. But we still need to discuss four reasons of defeat. Reasons Satan has intimidated you into believing his lies. One, the first way is you entered the spirit realm of darkness through maybe the occult, psychics, media or mediums, witchcraft, mystical powers. God says in Exodus 20, verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. See, you sought after uh, a means rather than God to, for the answer to your prayer because you are too impatient to do it his way. But just like in baking a cake, that's such a simple analogy, but it is still the same. If you take a cake out of the oven before it's done, it falls flat. So sometimes our ways do not work. People want immediate relief to their depression, so they go out and get drunk because they have an immediate happy. But guess what? You lose all self-control when you're drunk, when you're on drugs. You get that immediate high, but what did you do to get there? You spent money, money that you probably didn't have. And trust me, I live with an alcoholic and a drug addict, so I can say this in all truth and experience, that that money was supposed to be for bills, and now we don't have money for bills. We had times before when we didn't have anything in our refrigerator, yet my ex was writing bad checks. Bad checks at a bar so he could go get drunk. And we had two kids to feed. So is it really helping you? No, it's making matters worse. And then when you keep on doing it, guess what? It trained your brain. But it, it trained your brain into thinking it's the norm to have that drug or that alcohol. And that's when the withdrawals come in. And you start acting like a demon yourself. You go into those withdrawals because that's what I live with. The anger and the rages. The rudeness. They snap at you for nothing and they start fights just so they can go out and get their fix and say it was your fault. You made me do it. I lived through that. And see... Your brain thinks it's the norm, so you go through those withdrawals until you get it. So seeking that immediate peace, sometimes just, just wait and trust God. Wait and trust God through it. When you seek another avenue other than him, it becomes your, your idol. And you've let the enemy gain access. Number two. Number two, believing the lies of the enemy. See, it always says, well, it isn't going to hurt. It isn't going to hurt that much. Or it'll be okay. It'll be okay. No, no, no. You're kidding yourself. To uh, stop this, why do you believe the lies and trash of the enemy? Some lies are, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm worthless. You're, you are priceless. Jesus died for you. That is that is how valuable you are to him. You are a chosen people and royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special possession. First Peter 2, 9. Hey. God can never forgive me. If you confess your sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive you of your sins and all unrighteousness. But you got to mean it. That's the number one thing. You got to mean it. Just because you apologize and you go out and do it later means you didn't believe you you weren't sincere enough. You got to be in whole. One hundred percent. No doubt in your mind that you're going to go back and do it again. You got to be truthful to yourself. See, I'm too old. I'm to you. I can't change. Is anything is anything too hard for the Lord? No. Genesis 18, 14 says, and you can be changed, you can be delivered, and you can possess the land the promise God has for you. 
see, the Lord your God has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it as the Lord. The God, the God of your ancestors told you, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. Deuteronomy one twenty one. We live by faith and not by sight. That's my favorite verse I just talked about earlier. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. John 8.32 You see, God is the only one who can forgive you your sins. Nobody else can. God isn't going to lie to you like the enemy does. He is going. The, the enemy is going to test you. The enemy is going to trick you. The enemy is going to do everything he can to make your life a living hell. I'm sure we've all experienced that. The truth is what is what God tells you. He will speak to you as long as you are listening to him. You got to listen, or else he's not going to talk to you. Because he figure why he talk to you if you're not going to listen to me in the first place. So a third way is your willingness to compromise. This is something big. This is one of the major causes of defeat that the enemy uses. He gets you to compromise. And it is one of the major causes of defeat and failure in open doors in the lives of a believer. Because he tempts you. He desensitizes you and says, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, it's just this one little thing. Look at television today, what they show on TV. Years past, back in the 50s, I think these people would be uh, turning over in their graves, the ones that went before us, to see what would be on television today. And in times where our young little ears, children do not need to see it. They don't need to be introduced to different types of sex and who they want to do it with. When they're in elementary school, this is should be the furthest thing from their minds. But the enemy is getting more and more bold in how he's trying to say, oh, it's not that bad. When you justify your sin, you're giving in and you're opening the door to the enemy. He gets you to justify your actions because he, no one wants to believe they did something wrong. But when you justify your actions, you live in it. And it opens the door to the enemy and things start to get worse and worse. So you need to examine yourself. How many of these ways have you noticed the changes in your attitude and they kept getting worse and worse? It's all the trials. And it's not getting better. So start examining yourself and go to the Lord and ask him to help you examine yourself. God says in 1 John 5, 17, all wrongdoing is sin. So there is no little sin that's okay. It's all sin. It's all wrong. And all sin entertained is an open door to the enemy. And guess what? If you're not saved, if you're not saved, stealing is stealing. If it's not yours, it's stealing. So whether you steal a candy bar or car, it's still stealing. And that sin, by your own choice, your own will to do that, and your own will to reject Jesus Christ, it's your choice of where you spend eternity. It's not God who's sending you because he gives the option for everybody. We're the one that chooses the wrong thing or the right thing. And so he says, and I think it's in 1 Peter 1, 16, he says, be holy because I am holy. That's not so you can have walk around with this holier than thou attitude. No, it's for your benefit. Because if you live according to the way God wants you to live, and it's not trying on your own, it's just allowing the Holy Spirit to help you grow within you. And as you grow closer to him, you're not going to want to. It's not burdensome. And he says in his word that his commands are not burdensome. Why? 
because when we love somebody, we don't want to do anything to hurt them. That's why it's just out of the love for him that grows within us. And then out of our continued knowledge of him and his character and his love for us, it helps us to grow. And we just, we just don't want to, you don't want that anymore. That's not something you have to try on your own. The Holy Spirit is there to help you. And the enemy wants to destroy your life. So why are you giving in to him? Did he die for you? So why do you want to give in to his tactics? Don't justify anything. Don't allow him to desensitize you. Take Daniel and his friends when they were taken in to captivity. And they tried to get them to eat their food. It wouldn't. They wouldn't do it. They said, just see and try it out. And they were still just as healthy or healthier. So they let them continue to eat what they ate. See, if you continue to partake of the Lord and his word and his way of doing things, don't let the enemy justify you and desensitize you into oh, it's just this one little time. You know, an alcoholic, just one sip can take you back into being an alcoholic again. Maybe after you've had eight years or so, or even a year of sobriety. No, don't believe that lie. Don't believe that lie. This program, this episode is really to help you. It's to help you to get to examine yourself. Well, have I opened doors to the enemy? God, have I? And not all trials are because you open the door to the enemy. Sometimes they're just trials. We could come in a man. But I'm talking about the continued over and over and it's not getting better. And you've been noticing your attitude along with it. When those kind of things go together, that's when you have to ask God, have I opened a door to the enemy? You may be asking, well, why is the enemy doing this in the first place? Because God and the devil have been at war with each other since time began. And the devil is here to take his people back. Uh, and uh, his people are the people that doesn't love God or doesn't know who God is or doesn't really care to know who God is. See, some people on this earth just want to live the wrong way, and that's their choice. Is it wrong? Absolutely, because why would anybody want to spend eternity in hell? And hell is not a place that anybody wants to be, but there's been some people are destined to be there. Are you one of them, or are you going to live by Jesus Christ's teaching? What is not easy. By any means, it's not easy because God doesn't promise us a perfect life. Nobody here on earth has a perfect life. You may think you do. You may think this is your final resting place, but no, it is not. Our home is in glory, is in the heaven, the land of prosperous opportunities. You may wonder, well, how do we know it exists? Because we know it exists by one fact. The Bible says it is real because this Bible has been written centuries ago by people who were there walking in God's presence. That, that's what they were writing about. They were writing about the day's events that they were in because they had nothing else to do. There's no TV, there's no internet, there's no phone. There was no nothing back then. So they wanted to make sure that we knew what they went through back then. And it was published into the Holy Bible that we know today. It has been translated over and over. Of course, it has been translated over and over because nobody spoke ancient Hebrew back then. I mean, nowadays, he, nobody spoke it. Nobody speaks it today. That's why it had to be translated. 
and we had to go by the people who translate because they knew what they were doing. And also, you know, the Bible was spoke into all, it says in, I think it's either in First or Second Timothy, that it's God breathed, that God speaks it into our hearts. And I know this because when I'm writing and I have written 32 books and I'm writing more and every single one of them has came to me. It just in my spirit, there's the name of the book. There's a title and that's what it's going to be about. And then he leads me. I can be just sitting there and it's just coming to me as I'm taking dictation, the words to write. And also I believe in even my fiction books of when I'm speaking about something that I have a verse to back it up. And he gives me those verses as I need them. So I understand having words God breathed into your heart because he does that to me when I'm writing. And how do you know it's true? Because it lines up with the Word of God. It lines up with the Bible. And so I understand how he breathed it into the hearts of those people he used to write this way back when. And then also another fact is so many of the so many of the things have been proven true that are in the Bible. So just look it up. Um, the Shroud of Jesus, his tomb. Mark. so many of the things and they're finding artifacts so so many of these things are proven the bible to be true now we're fixing to take a break yeah we're going to take a break and call and play the song that we told you about earlier called never too far gone by jordan fleece and so we'll be right i have loved you from the start I have seen your hurting heart And you feel so lonely But you keep on hiding Cause you feel so guilty For what you've done Run my love, my love, my love 
Hey guys, welcome back. We hope you enjoyed that song by Jordan Fleece, Never Too Far Gone, and we're going to continue on with uh, number four, unhealthy soul ties that need to be broken. A couple of examples are being married to someone prior that was not Christian, and you are tied by that marriage to the spirits that he or she entertained by his or her lifestyles, or could it be an old flame that you have not gotten over? There's, they are still tied to you in your heart. You need to pray and cut those ties. You have been crucified with Christ when you receive him as Lord and Savior and are dead to sin. And the power of the, the power of the world tries to have you have over you. You see, what we mean by that is you can't have a codependent relationship with someone. If you're a Christian and the other person is not, it's not going to work because you're going to fight the ideologies. The Lord says, the two have become one. When you're married, or even before marriage, in sexual relations, you have become one. And those ideologies that the other person shares doesn't line up with yours. You guys are going to constantly conflict. It's because you're going to do one thing, and they're going to do another, and they're going to knock you down. And I know this to be true. Uh, I know it to be true as well. And so you do have to cut those soul ties because when you gave yourself sexually, you became one. So guess what? Those spirits have been transferred over to you. And I'm just saying what it's in the Bible. The two shall become one. And Galatians 6.14 says, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and to the world. Here's a prayer that you can pray. As I've been crucified with Christ by the cross, I break every soul tie and every unholy bond with and name that person. I command their human spirits bound back to them and, and send all their sin, warfare, and corruption bound back to the throne of Christ in their life. I forbid their sin, warfare, and corruption to transfer to me and only allow the love of God and the bond of the Holy Spirit to be bound between myself and God. So read the Bible and discover the truths of God. Believe them and stand on them. And kick the enemy out of your life. You don't have to fall for it. You're a child of God. You're a child of the King. Stop giving the enemy so much power and authority over your life, you know, that does not belong to him. And that's a power that Jesus Christ hung on the cross and died to give you. Yes, uh, are we going to reject his gifts or are we going to actually accept his gifts with open arms and praise him for giving them to us in the first place? Because in all honesty, Jesus gives us more than we ever could possibly deserve. And why are we rejecting it so much? Jesus gave his life for us. Are you willing to lay down your life for someone you don't know? Are you willing to lay down your life for somebody who, who you never even met before in your life? Only because he's human? I don't think anybody on this planet is willing to do that, but Jesus Christ did. And so in, so in what ways do you give access to the enemy? The 2, 5, and 14 principle. One, two ways Satan has access. You open the door by your own free will and disobedience. B, the other people's free will that affected you. And two, five open doors. The ancestral curses, the Lord is slow to anger and abounding in love and forgiving sin and rebellion, yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for sin of the parents to, to the third and fourth generation. 
Number four, uh, numbers 14 through 18 says, examples are drug, alcohol, sex, poverty, mental, and physical illness, but it can be broken in Christ. Christ can redeem us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. The blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Galatians 13 and 14. So, this is where we're getting into the 2514 principle. There's two ways of access, by yourself or by somebody else. The five open doors continuing. The first one was ancestral curses. The second one is disobedience, willful sin. For rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. 1 Samuel 15, 23. Three, the third one, unforgiveness. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive yours. Matthew 6, 15. Emotional trauma. Now, this is a big one because we go through so much in our lives that sometimes we just can't get over it. And then out of that, out of our desperation, we do things. But when you're so scarred and you're so, so full of depression, and I know I've been there, the best way to get out of it, and I went the hard way and I went the long way. And when I finally gave into the Lord, the healing came. And sometimes we always choose the Lord last. Why is that? So emotional trauma can leave you scarred. It weakens your defenses. Job suffered grief due to loss. David struggled with troubling thoughts from running from Saul for so long. Elijah was discouraged and worn down, and Mephibosheth was dropped and crippled, living beneath his royal heritage. It says in 1 Peter 5, 8, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, look, looking for someone to devour. And the last one, inner vows and judgments. Ooh, be careful what you say. Be careful what you vow to do. Because Proverbs 18.21 says the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. Guess what? The God who created the world, his spirit is in Jesus Christ and his spirit is in you. So guess what? You have that same power. Read Colossians 2.9 and 10 and it speaks that very same thing. Inner vows and judgment. So when you do this, you're turning yourself as a judge and the one in control. There is, as said in the Bible, only one lawgiver and judge. And in Proverbs 20, 25, it says, It is a trap to dedicate something rationally only to later consider one's vows. So, what are you speaking with your mouth? What are you speaking over yourself and over other people? What are you vowing? They will never. I will never. Don't speak those vows and judgments over yourself because you're opening doors to the enemy. There are so many different ways to open the doors to you. We just got to look out for what we're doing and walk the path of righteousness. Is it easy? No. Is it hard? Absolutely. But it can be done and it will be done. God promises heaven on earth as long as we obey his teachings. And is it hard? Yes, but no different than learning lessons that your parents give you. I mean, do you get punished by your parents? Absolutely. When you do something wrong, of course you do. So... God's going to punish us for disobeying him, but he does it in a righteous way. He does it in a loving way. Satan, the only thing he's looking to do is raise hell with us, and we're letting him do it on a daily basis. That's crazy. 
but we can learn from God's example by reading his instruction manual. It is indeed the Holy Bible. So moving on here to the next topic, the 14 root spirits. If you want a detailed list of the spirits and the fruit of them that each of these carries, email us and we will send them gladly. Uh, gladly. And uh, that's our, if you want instructions on all this, just please email us and we'll send you these root spirits, 1 through 14. I can elaborate on them, let you know what they are. Number one is spirit of infirmi infirmity. 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 The spirit of fear is number two, three, spirit of divination. Number four, spirit of whoredoms. Five, spirit of bondage. Six, spirit of haughtiness. Seven, spirit of perseverance. Perverseness. Perverseness, whatever how you pronounce it. Eight, spirit of antichrist. Nine, spirit of dumbness. Ten, spirit of heaviness. Eleven, spirit of lying. Twelve, spirit of jealousy. Thirteen, spirit of stupor or slumber. And 14, finally, spirit of error. Okay. There is so much, and, and it would just take too long to dive into all of it. But I'm going to give you a couple of examples. And like I said, if you want the fruit that comes along with these 14 root spirits, please email us at info at yournewlifeministries.org and say, hey, I want those 14 root spirits, as you said, that goes along with the 2514 principle. And I will gladly send them to you. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Spirit of infirmity. Luke 13, 11 says, And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years and was bowed together and in no wise could lift herself up. And some of the fruit that goes along with that is lingering disorders of the body that just can't go away. Sinus problems, high blood pressure, weakness or feebleness, cancer, female problems, attacks on femininity, attacks on masculinity, Fungus, fevers, arthritis, heart disease, allergies, and diabetes. And spirit of fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7. And here's some of the fruit of that. Fright, fear of failure, torment, performance. That means you have to, you're constantly feeling like you have to be good enough to live up to somebody else's standards. Nightmares, fear of man, what others think of you. Fear of death. Fear of poverty, migraine headaches. Faithfulness, timidity, paranoia, schizophrenia, shyness, inferiority, insanity, inadequacy, lack of trust, rejection, phobias, like fear of the dark or height or water or closed in places, etc. Worry, anxiety, a critical spirit, tensions, stress, heart attacks, fear of pain, fear or sense of abandonment, fear of authority, fear of women, fear of men because of abuse. Those are just two of the 14 root spirits and 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 there's more and dr henry malone has experienced this and he has studied this and in his prayer life and in his dealing with this has found this out to be true and so all this is based on a study of that book and so now we're going to get into topic number three yeah, topic number three is open your eyes to the problem. Now that you know the open doors, what do you do? This part is simple. There's only two things to do. Although it is simple, but uh, although it's simple and what you should do, discovering the answer in step one, number one, may help you from a pastor or someone you know anointed and uh, full of the Holy Spirit. Do not be afraid to seek help. 
Number one, pray to God, the most obvious. A, open your eyes to the door, you open. B, to reveal you how the enemy gains access. And C, open your eyes to the root spirits and get that gained access. Then, admit it. What do you ask? What What did you do? And ask for forgiveness. As we said in John, 1 John 1, 8 and 9, you are, if you confess, God will forgive you. And in Hebrews 8, 12, it says, God will remember your sins no more. They're gone. That's simple. Really? Absolutely it is. So, although there is two steps, it's not always discovering easy to discover the answer. So you might want to talk to God and say, I have this continuing same trials over and over. And I once had, example, so much peace, but now I'm full of anxiety. I'm full of stress. I notice myself being rude to people. It's over and over. So, Pastor, can you please pray with me or help me um, to, you know, to get answers to see where I maybe opened the door to the enemy and maybe that's why this is coming. So maybe this is why this is coming on me. So don't be afraid to seek help, some godly help, um, because prayer, and then once you know the answer, admit it, because it's not going to do you any good to pray and receive the answer if you're not going to receive it. And it's just simple. Ask for forgiveness for what you did. So the last topic is the rem remedy. It's turning to God to help once you find the answer because he is faithful and just and will forgive you your sins and he will restore you. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I, then I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. And James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. So, as I said, What's the remedy? After you've prayed, after you've gotten the answer, then accept it. Then repent and then renounce it. It means if Satan, renouncing means say no to it. If Satan wants to keep getting you to do it, say, no, I'm not giving into that anymore. I'm going to trust God. Cast it down and turn away and say no, because he's going to put thoughts in your head of, oh, I'm not good enough and I'm too old and I'm too messed up and trash those lies or you just this this one thing is just not going to hurt you isn't that what happened in the garden of eden and look where we are now because of that so no you got to cast it down because it says that in in first or second corinthians it says that we can take captive every thought to the obedience of jesus christ so if it's not lining up with god's word of obeying him of loving others of forgiving ourselves and forgiving others if it's not lining up with that then, hey, and everything else that the Bible says, then you don't have to accept and own that thought. Trash that thing and say, no, I'm having no part of it. Oh, and here's the verse. It says, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You can say no. And here's another verse in Titus, two verses 11 through 13. That Donnie is going to read that says the same thing. Yes, Titus Titus two eleven through thirteen says, "For grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that dying ungodliness and worldless, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of great God, a Savior Jesus Christ, who gives Himself for us, 
he may he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify himself, his own special people, and zealous for good works. Pray for help and stay and strength to stay in God's path. And it's not easy in this day and age to walk in God's path. But God always says we are supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. So why would we want to do worldly things when we're not supposed to be doing the worldly things? See, worldly is all about lust and greed. Do we really want to live that way of always demanding that we take things that doesn't belong to us or raping every woman that we see in contact with? That's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to live in a godly way. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have bro who have a broken heart and save such as have we on contrary spirit. Many are afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. He guards all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate righteousness shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the souls of his servants, and none of those who trust him shall be condemned. That's Psalm 34, 17-20. So, I hope this has helped you. And this episode was so important because it is to help you notice if you had a continuing thing going on and it's not getting any better. Maybe there is a way that you've opened the door to the enemy. Um, like I said, there's two accesses. Either you opened it or it got opened by somebody else that by their free will and on you and you believed that you received it or you allow you allowed them to damage you, to hurt and, and, and cause you emotional trauma. Okay. Then there's five open doors and we read through them. Um, and there's 14 root spirits that when Satan comes in, he's not going to just take a foothold. He's going to take the whole thing. So don't think. It's just going to be one little thing. If you, oh, it's just one time. Uh-uh. Satan's going to take a lot more than that. And it's not going to be just this one time. Because he, he's going to, you know, tempt you into doing it again and again. And before you know it, your life is turned upside down. And so if you do want this in a copy of this uh, episode and a copy of the 14 root spirits, uh, the fruit of them, Please don't hesitate to email us, info at yournewlifeministries.org, and we will gladly email them back to you. Yes, in closing here, we just want to remind you a few things that we got going on. One, we want we would love to you to follow us on Facebook. We're gaining tremendously amount of followers, and we just want to remind you that we still have that campaign going on for raising funds to create this TV series that we've been in cooperation with Jamili Films on Deep Waters Within. It's turning our, my lovely wife's book, Deep Waters Within, into a TV series to be aired on the Christian Network. We're hoping to be on Peer Flips, but uh, that hasn't been decided yet. And also, we just want you to remember our YouTube channel. And uh, we had several different episodes of uh, different shows that we're working on, and we're still going to be bringing more to you. And don't forget that the Jesus Talking Doll is still available to everybody, too. Just go to their website, JesusTalkingDoll.com, and put in a promo code, Sandy and Donnie, to get 10% off. Don't forget about that. And always, don't, uh, and you have anything you want to add, honey? No, just don't uh, forget to go to our YouTube shows and subscribe to us because 
We have the children's corner that is growing. I've done one episode of it and I'm going to continue. It's reading stories. So parents, it's story time. And so if you're sitting there, uh, mom's folding clothes or doing something and this will keep your child interested listening to a story so you don't have to. And I'll be reading my authored books as well as others. And then from time to time, I'm going to give you a trailer. I just did a trailer for a friend of mine who's an author, awesome children's author. And I just want to tell you to please go to her website at jocelynfun.com. And she has several avenues in which you can purchase her books, but they're so very colorful. And just as colorful as the cover is, guess what? Each and every page within, because uh, I've read some personally, uh, is just as colorful, every single page. And it will keep your child interested and engaged in that book all the way through. And so got a trailer out on YouTube on one of her books, fixing to put another trailer out. So I love to support my fellow authors. And She's sending me one of her books. So I'm going to be reading that one on the Children's Corner. So that's another one. And then Talk Time with Donnie and Sandy. Uh, love the show. It's you are you got the show come to life, and it's 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 a talk show. And also we have our question and answers. Yeah. So always remember in closing, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. I'll catch you later, guys. Bye bye.